0: Just a quick disclosure to share in conjunction with this podcast. Each of us are speaking to our personal experiences and do not consider ourselves experts and cannot offer medical, therapy, financial, or legal advice. We represent a wide range of experience on the autism spectrum and will always honor each perspective that is brought to our discussions. Our experiences, opinions, and perspectives are all unique and different and will be celebrated. Thank you so much for listening and connecting with us. Thank you. Hello, welcome back to Navigating Adult Autism. We are just a bunch of moms giving our experience, opinions, and perspective. And some days are better than others because we are a bunch of moms with a bunch of opinions, a lot of experience, and a lot of opinions. And Today, we are talking about transition, although that is a very wide topic, and we'll narrow it down uh, in future podcasts, but today, we're just talking about our transition from our children from high school on, and we're just going to jump in and talk about it and what our lives looked like at that time, what we wanted it to look like at that time, and what we experienced. So, if we can just start... um, so you want me to start? I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm Mary by the way. Um, I think after our son, um, was finishing high school, most of us in the public school system did go through voc rehab, uh, to open a case or a file to help find our child employment. And we had the choice of finding an employment agency that specializes in disabilities. Um, and we did make that choice. Um, But, you know, right after high school, like even the next day, um, that summer, what did that look like for adults with autism? Um, I didn't want my son, you know, the term sitting around playing video games. Um, I wanted him to be active. And at that time, he was still volunteering at Mercy in the radiology department. And they kept him in while we were working with um, Preferred Employment, which back then was called AO.
1: Can Um, I interrupt, Mary? Of course.
0: How of course, did, Don. This Thank is Don you. speaking.
1: Yes. Interrupting again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> how did he get the job at Mercy in radiology? Through the BASE program. And BASE, business assisted, yes, special he helped education? Yes, me last time, remember. Right, okay. Yes. So,
0: because that was a great program that I loved through Springfield Public Schools. So, you know, every six to eight weeks they changed jobs for experience. And they really liked him there. And I asked if they could... I asked, and Dean and I, my husband, asked if we could keep him on there.
1: So what type of job experiences did he have while he was in high school?
0: Okay, so he worked in radiology, which honestly, he walked with a Mercy employee to deliver patients Mm -hmm. to all their appointments within the hospital. And he held. He said he pushed the wheelchair and he held the chart or vice versa. That was going pretty well until one time he did ask a patient what was wrong with them. And what they're why are they in the hospital? Oh well, you know, I um I have an appendectomy or something was going on. And he goes, Oh, well, that's good. At least that doesn't um make you die. <laughs> so, you know, good luck with that. So, you know, we would get calls about that, helping him not bring up death or illness while he's helping someone, but they really liked him up there. They're very supportive. And he did that for quite a while in the summer. Um But anyway, we can jump around to other people, but that's where he got that experience. And he did that even while he worked at the Candy House for a while. He still did that. Um, But just even the next day after high school, I knew that he was not going to waste his time and sit around. So we had chores for him to do. I kept a visual schedule. Um, But then all summer, we ended up getting his job for him because A.O. at the time... Sadly was not a big help. Um, and at the candy shop, used to be called the candy house, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um and AO has changed names too. Yeah, and they're not preferred. So they we went to the candy shop and asked if our son could work there part-time. And Cynthia used to visit him there actually. Yes. I just I did. Yes, yes, you were great. And they said sure. So we found him, it was only four hours a week. And I think he volunteered for four hours a week which wasn't much, you know, during the week. And then he just had chores to do. So I always tried to fill his day. I always left a chart for him on the cabinet with taped to the cabinet what he needed to do that day. Make your bed, sort the laundry, put whites in the dryer, um, turn off all media, TV, sit for two hours and read or water the, you know, he had, I just didn't want him to have all this. Well, then I did put free time on his. You know, I did say free time, you make the choice. So Did
2: he follow that? He
0: did follow that. Wow. And we wrote in him for following it. You know, there was a consequence if he didn't. So, um, and he would check them off. He actually, that really, you know, he really liked that. And one day I actually forgot to do it. He called me at work and said, where's my chart? You forgot to, <laughs> forgot to put it on there. But yeah, he really, really liked that.
1: So How'd you know if you read? If he
0: um, did, you do book reports. You know, at that time he didn't lie that much, <laughs> 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 and didn't really frown on telling me because he would tell me, "No, I didn't read," or you know, "I I did this instead. I looked at a magazine." But and he was kind of into that at the time, so I didn't yeah trust it. But I I mean, I did trust it. So, but anyway, I don't know what everyone else's life looked like right after high school. Don, you have another question? I oh, do. Great.
1: Talk to me about mm-hmm. um, the adult. Uh, OTC's Adult Basic Literacy Program. Yes, the,
0: that's mm-hmm. what it was called. I, God, I was racking my brain all day about that. The Adult <sighs> Literacy Program. Okay, so then we did find out about that, which is a great program. I'm not sure. I think it's still there. I don't know no. if So we were told, who were we told to about that? The Adult Literacy Program at OTC, which is Ozark Technical Community College. They have an adult literacy program. And we were advised that that was really good for a lot of kids in special ed or with in a diagnosis who probably were not quite college ready. So we tried it out and it was great. I love the two ladies that ran there, ran it. Um, so I would drop him off. Thank you for reminding me about that because I think I dropped him off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays just for a couple hours. But it was kind of like your basic special ed classroom, only bigger. And eventually he just had a file drawer that he would go to and pull out his work. And then if he needed help and they had packets of work for him. It was, I really liked it. I will say there's other people in there that English was a second language. So we, that was going on in that room. And also um, a good tip I had was not to come in too late in the day. I think I told you about that because a lot of court ordered criminals were (laughs) told to take the adult literacy program to earn their GED and the teachers there did not want any of their children or students with disabilities to be exposed to that, which I thought was extremely nice and helpful so
1: um, he did that for a couple of years. What type of progress did he make? Oh, sorry yeah. to interrupt. It's
3: just yes, it's mm-hmm. It's just interesting because mm-hmm. I remembered that story and I was speaking with my son's support coordinator, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oh, but my husband used to be a psychologist at a prison," oh. and she said, "those people, those people that were incarcerated, you would know, come and and work around the house and do different things." She said, "Those were some of the best." men and influences over her children Mm. she says we'd have them for dinner they would work hard so I was just I thought that was a different perspective because I you know I'd heard that story and I thought yeah that makes sense and I had repeated that and then she said oh no Mm. think about it in a different way Mm -hmm. and she said my experience tells me that
0: that what you're thinking might be wrong and it was really interesting yeah but I and I shouldn't stereotype that everybody there was a bad guy, but I think at the time there was a couple Specific. not so great people there. And I so, would still want to know as a parent. Yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not. But it was sorry for stereotyping. The oh. court order criminals are not all bad, but no. But yeah, it was interesting time, because mm-hmm. I did
3: the same, and yeah. she said, "Oh, but and that's why we're here. We're thinking about things at different angles and different
0: perspectives." Yeah. Because
3: to me, yeah, the red flags and the safeguards went up. Right. Um,
0: and I wanted other parents to think it. about that. If yeah. it happens in your state or wherever you are, maybe you don't want to drop your child off at 2 or 3 in the afternoon and leave them unattended, you know. so Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, he did do that for a couple of years.
4: So, so Mary, this is Kira. Did the I literacy got...
0: program help him? Did you see a benefit? And what length of time was he in He it? was there two years. Um, it prepared him to take a college credit course at Ozarks. Which is huge. Which was huge, but he did not do well there. He didn't do well. He didn't. It was over his head. It was too hard. Um, and we decided to give it a break.
1: Mm-hmm. And he didn't
0: want to go anymore. He had lost interest because he knew he was failing and it wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to take um courses he was interested in, um, screenwriting and all you know, the video making. He just he couldn't keep up and but I will say the disability department there was very, very helpful. And like he even passed out one day in class from not eating, you know, drink eating protein and you know, he just didn't eat lunch, and so he passed out. And the disability coordinator called me for o- o- OTC. So I had a lot of support there. I really liked it there a lot. Did
1: his reading improve? His
0: reading did improve. Yes, his reading improved, and his scores did go up. So yeah, I take that back because his scores went up a lot in reading. I just remember that, Don. Thank you.
1: The reason maybe I, I told you that because I my yeah. I was following in your footsteps. Right. So that's why I remember. Right. because I, I wanted it, to follow in your yes. footsteps. That didn't happen. Right. Okay. Yeah, because he took it. You take
0: an entrance exam, too, to see where they're at. So mm-hmm. he scored very low in reading and comprehension. And, like, after a year, it had gone up, like, a, a tremendous amount. And because I remember telling a special ed teacher who I'm still friends with, um, she was like, Mary, that's amazing. And that just goes to show you the one-on-one time that we talked about before really helped him. But... um, that's how it started for me a little bit after high school to start navigating adult autism. Okay. So who wants to go next? John, do you want to talk about it?
1: Sure. Okay. Okay. So your son is. 31 two. right now. Oh, go oh, go he's 31. He's 31 right now. Okay. My son's 26. So I, I met you, I think out of everybody at this table, I met you first at a support group. Mm-hmm. And so I was following your um, your path, so I got him over to OTC. We did all the testing. um again, his reading was extremely low. Yes, the public schools could have done a better job, but it is what it is, right? Another topic for later. Yeah, um, but he had some behaviors there well, while he was in. and so because they were right. worried about some of the kids that they had to work with, it's not a lot of fun, to, you know, to work with somebody. And to me, what what JR was expressing was no big deal to me, but evidently it was to them. And so, what was an example of? Well, that's I think his tone of voice was very abrupt, Hmm. and so when he's talking to me, he comes off as rude. And you're used to that. Yes. So,
2: yeah, sometimes we overlook what. Mm-hmm. And my
0: son see. has the same issue. His mm-hmm. tone of voice isn't good. and He's it's, abrupt. So it yes, right.
1: So get used I, to came, it. I came. I came out of that. Jr. Didn't do well in high school. It's not a preferred activity, and so I decided. You know what? We're we're not going to go down this path. Right. I mean, we went there. We went through the testing and all that. Um, but you try was everything. It a mistake? But you try. Yeah. yeah you tried. have to try. So I wasn't so concerned about getting doing something immediately. It's like high school was, was hard. Some Mm -hmm. bullying, get the summer off. That's fine. Um, I did try to follow your example on setting the schedule that worked fairly well. I know I wasn't as consistent as you, you were. Um, but I, I did try to put something in writing and, um, we did open a file with VR. I made the mistake. I opened a file with VR, while he was still in high school. Yeah, waited to. And did too, yes. shouldn't have done that because they closed it because evidently how they document their success is how quickly they find a job. And so they knew this was going to end in failure. So, or because of parent choice, not wanting it to terminate with a job. So closed the file. So then after high school, okay, we'll just reopen the file. And they're, was the problem. So we're already working with a service an employment service provider or whatever the correct terminology is. So she's working with JR, they're getting to job sites to volunteer and of course he had volunteered you know during his high school career with a a business assisted program and we worked up this little agreement. Um when you and it wasn't very specific, but when you do this this and this, for example, you got to volunteer and show up consistently well, there that was a problem, too. Both of his parents worked usually from 8 to 5. So right. he can't show up consistently. Fail. <laughs> You're not showing up for your volunteer hours. But that's a whole and,
0: other issue. Like Elizabeth even brought up last podcast about parents aren't here because they have to work. I mean, it's yes, an issue. And it, transportation it, is another issue, which I'm it not is sure that's issue. on our list. But transportation, disability transportation is a huge issue that Karen and I have worked battled mm-hmm. for a long time.
1: And met with we, Jan Jones, and we're successful at it. Yeah, right? we got l- a, a little bit, Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you did.
0: But that's not your. That's not really a fail to you, Dawn. You had, you know, you, if you had to work, it was. You didn't right. have a and lot it, of resources. It shouldn't to get him have there. been.
1: Uh, Jr. shouldn't have been held accountable for his inability to get to a job site because it wasn't his fault, unless we, you know, spent for the yellow cab. I should mention that we live outside City Limits, right. so that makes transportation even harder. Okay, right. and then we also and had. Costly. Yes. So then the person who was working with JR quit the job. So we're off the radar. 10 months, we're not doing a whole lot. And that's when you, Mary, said, you got to do something. And okay, the workshop's hiring. I never, that certainly wasn't my first choice on what I wanted JR to do after high school, go to, to sheltered employment. But they were... Hiring, and it was probably one of the better decisions we've made. Correct, because five years, he's building a track record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, getting experiences, getting getting up, showing up to work. Transportation is an issue, and both of you helped me with the transportation portion of it.
4: Well, Don, and let me refresh. I remember um he was going through preferred, and he was in this the volunteer. Kara. Yes, this is Kara going through the volunteering. And they were only taking him once or twice a week to volunteer for like four hours at a time. So what that did is that was trying to get him work experience to better prepare himself four hours a
1: week, four hours a week. Mm-hmm. And that went on for how long? Well, we did nothing for, I'm saying 10 months, but yeah, it was like a year after high school, after he right. walked the line that yeah, four, we weren't doing but, anything.
4: But when um. he went into the sheltered workshop, how many hours did he work there?
1: He's working six hours a day, five days a week. So, wow. so
4: look at the time yep. that he was able to get with the sheltered yeah. workshop. One on, well, not one on one. Sometimes. But he did have a job coach. Um, for that, how many hours a week?
1: So he was working
4: a 30-hour week. So 30-hour week. For five years. Experience getting paid. Yep. Versus Four hours of volunteer work, yeah. yeah, from by a disability time, yeah.
0: employment agency that thought this was the best thing for him. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, this is Tara, but four hours a week. By the time you get to the next week, you've already forgotten, yeah, right. what right. you
0: learned last week. <laughs> right, right. So, and and back on workshop, the sheltered workshops. I'll touch on that really quick because that is another subject. The the SWI in Springfield, Missouri, is a very wonderful workshop. It is. We've been told by Desi that we are. um what's the good word, the example that other workshops should follow, because I have visited other workshops even recently and found out about a a couple other ones actually just yesterday, you know, they're not all wonderful. Um, um, Where I think, you know, our focus is, oh my gosh, let's give them every opportunity they can to get to work for those of them that can't drive. So that's just something we battle with a lot of things. But I was glad he was able and successful there. And he's, In a job right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. So five years, let's give competitive employment another chance. Open a file with VR. This time it opened smoothly. The counselor was decent, willing to work with us, and um, found a competitive job through using Indeed. And so we are 90 days past. So VR has closed the file. They sent me a... a uh, mm Mm-hmm. Satisfaction survey, so let them know. They, they want to know my suggestions, so I'm going to give them to and them. And we should. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone because, else want to know Well, I was going to say, yes. I I think some of these providers don't know what parents can provide. I mean, they need to tap into the, the power, our experience, our opinion. If we tapped into the Woodring's fundraising power, oh, my word. The business connections. Heather, the Woodrings
5: are tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're getting we're, old, we're pass, we're okay. on the We're past the Woodrings right now.
1: <laughs> no guilt trip on you, but if you tell people your story, this is what what autism family did. Do you want to harness that? You know. Yeah. Um, the, the business connections in this room.
0: Is this through I mean, your ambassador idea for yeah, to let the community I mean, know what we're we, what we've what we've done? Right.
1: So if we know that disability employment, autism employment is an issue, I think we have some of the solutions or we can network and we can find some of the solutions. So um, they may not know they they need us, but they
0: do. They do, you're right. And if anyone else wants to jump in here really quick and let us know what your experience was like
3: what's interesting with what, what Don was saying is letting people know, you know, with, with my, with my oldest son, you know, he just graduated, um, really looking at what kind of programming and different things I can get into later, but connections were made and a Walmart approached us and said, we've heard he is great at fixing things, organizing. What if he did some hours for us? And with with my son, very limited verbally, needs one-on-one support often. Um, they're so excited. They're waiting for his seizure dog to come because then they're excited. They want him to be on the floor, but they want to provide those protections. They approached us through wow. some mutual connections. Mm. Um, some tr- autism-friendly training was done at, at, a, at this Walmart. They got talking and that came. So I think... I think there is a group out there. There are people out there, but we need these connections. How do how do we make the how do we make the providers mm-hmm. that are supposed to be connecting us to this community that's saying, okay, we've done autism awareness for how many years? We're ready for the next step,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and yeah. that's why we were reached out to. He goes into our local vintage stock, you know, and they know he comes in there to organize. We were at Barnes and Noble. Couple weeks ago, organizing shelves, yeah. and uh, an elderly woman came up and said, "Excuse me, sir, do you work here?" <laughs> because she didn't see, she didn't see that he couldn't talk, that he has stood weird, he didn't do things in normal. She saw a worker,
1: right
6: she saw awesome. a worker
3: in my son, and from that moment, I went, "He can do more.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: He
3: can do more than even I am thinking he can do." If he's already getting recognized from the community for his abilities. It doesn't matter that I still have to tie his shoe. It doesn't matter that, you know, I have to help him comb his hair to get ready and do all these things and help him. And, have, you know, I can't drop him off at the door without support. But there, the community's reaching out to us already saying we want him. And I think
0: you've That's had some of the stuff. same
3: experience. But Elizabeth,
0: Heather. what about your – he's he's the one that just graduated, right? Yes. So what was your mindset like? like? Like February, March, you know, graduation's approaching. Or did you already have a plan or were you – what were you like? So that's that's interesting
3: because I had been looking, you know, had all these different options. You know, we could do this. We could do this. He does have funding for a one-on-one aid. And so I knew we had that safety net. Um, he loves to go out in the community. I knew there was a safety net. But as we were investigating different potential things for him to do, everything just started falling flat. Good. Or but not good yeah. at the flat. know. Yeah. Right. So I just was like, cause we, and it's interesting because we had looked at all along. It was the workshop. We were planning the workshop and then we were told, no, he can't because of the seizures, but that's really important for families to know. Because then when we were talking, yes. said, no, that's not quite correct. So yes. I think when one, when a door starts to close for parents, cause I did, I let that door close and we just were talking and you're like, well, that's not true. Right. So keep knocking. Keep knocking. Right. And so right now, yeah, we, we're having a lot of things that aren't going to be a, a fit because we're talking one, one to six ratio. Um, and while he can probably do that when he's looked at through the eyes of a provider, they're not seeing that potential. Right. So right. we, yeah, we're still, we're still unsure. He's been in um, a camp, a day camp okay. um, that he's definitely outgrown. Okay. Um at 20 years old, so, and it's his last year, he'd be eligible for. but we're still, we're still on our journey of searching. Right.
0: right. How to give him a productive life and make use of his time. And yeah.
5: Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Anybody else? Heather? So this is Heather.
5: Okay. Uh, so I think transition for us in high school, like when it started, like we were kind of excited about that because supposedly yeah, at 16, this whole transition starts. And I thought, oh, maybe these. These meetings, these IAP meetings will become fruitful again. Right. Because I couldn't remember the last time they were. So (laughs) (laughs) I was excited. I had a little bit of hope. Um, and so that didn't turn out to be the case. I know that for Zachary, who has no conversational speech or anything like that, um, they gave him some assessments through the computer. I'm not quite sure the guidance that he received. Um, you know, I'm sure a parrot was helping him with that, but they said he's 97% clerical. He needs a clerical job. Oh, right. That's what, that's what it came. Up. Wow. That's what came up. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I trust assessments. Oh, uh, I don't know what percentage I would give them. Uh, because you know, he can't, I'm just not sure that they're meant for, uh, individuals like him, really. I don't think they truly give us a picture of what, what is actually reality, but yeah. anyway, we went with that. Um, and we had voc rehab too, that we kind of signed up with. And honestly, I was extremely disappointed, uh, when the summer between junior and senior year of high school, they were going to a local grocery store. They had a summer like camp experience for that age group. And, um, they were going to sort shelves and straighten shelves and all that stuff. And I thought that'd be great for Zachary. Like he could totally do that with support, um, he was unfortunately not accepted to the program. Uh they said he needed too much support, which he requires one-on-one support. So those doors closing, my hope quickly, quickly changed to frustration again. Um, so so basically that didn't work out. We did meet with them several times, but I think a key here too is that which we all know in this room because we've been doing this for years, but none of it comes easy. We always have to be the starter we have to ask we like correct you know i mean the walmart thing is awesome that they came to you like that would be that's few and far between yeah, i call for it us.
0: progress from yeah what's been happening um yeah.
5: we i mean for zachary after high school like we basically shut everything down that's when we quit fundraising we gave the shootout for autism to a local provider we just knew we were gonna have to hone in and figure out all the stuff and so uh for him you know, he has to have 24 seven care and I still work full time as of now. He graduated in 2019. So we didn't have, he had to apply for his waiver, a community waiver so that he could get the one-on-one staff that he needed while I was working. There was a waiting list in Missouri that was pretty extensive. Uh, We waited for almost two years. Um, I had to call my state representative. Uh, There were lots of Lots of things. Crazy. Yeah. So he finally got one, but in the middle of that, I worked from home a little bit. My father drove a three hour of one and a half hours to our house and then back home. He came and stayed with him one or two days a week, depending on the week. And so we just rotated and then he went to a dayhab program. Um, which, you know, a lot of people, that's an option. Like I don't know if options is the right word but that's a path I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's not a path anybody, you know, is yeah. really hoping for as a parent but sometimes that's the reality of it. Right. Uh he did go there for I think two or three days a week, just depended. We we just juggled for 2 years is what we did. We just juggled. Um he was not good there. The staff didn't really understand autism very well. They didn't have any real training. Oh <laughs> Can you
2: tell me what you said again?
5: Day they have so, like, I don't um, know everything. Okay,
2: so all of our kids are on different parts of the spectrum, yes. so mm-hmm. not all yeah. of us got the same day break. Yeah.
5: So, basically, oh. so what he oh, was Daybreak, at, they, yeah. they call it day rehabilitation. So, every there's lots of providers. Another,
3: another term, yeah, that, you, that you'll hear is adult daycare, right? right. Which I hate that term,
5: yeah. I hate yes. that so, term too. um, yes, so I will tell you, so this is a great. So, the January before he graduated, so, you know, he graduated in May. So, that January, we went with our process coordinator from the state Mm -hmm. and we toured all these facilities because when you have a child that's on the severe end of the spectrum and they can't, you know, they can't stay home alone and all that stuff, you have to pick a provider at that point who is going to provide the services you want. Or you can do self-directed, which would mean I would be kind of HR and... Yes. I didn't. I mean, I don't do background checks and stuff like, yeah, I didn't want to navigate that in addition to all the stuff we were already navigating. So we chose a local provider, but we had to tour what was available here in our community. Right. One of the most depressing days I've had as a parent. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, it just, I mean, talk about sitting and playing video games, like times a thousand, like not even playing a video game. I mean, I experienced some stuff that's like these people are just sitting. It it reminded me. I mean, I say this with love, but it reminded me of a nursing home for me, especially like not being able to quit at that point. My full time job. I just I was, let's see, 48. It was like 45 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people don't retire at 45. Let's be clear. Right. So uh, that wasn't an option at that time. Do we have a 15-year plan that we started many years ago about when I am going to retire? Absolutely, yes. And it is way before most people do. But at that point, that wasn't an option. Right. So that is why we just decided we're going to have to piece this together until we can get that waiver. And then we did finally get the waiver, um, which grants you access to you know community health. Right. So then now he has staff um, five days a week. They come into our home. Um, because that's what was determined was best for Zachary, that he's definitely happier. I will tell you just a real quick, when he was going to the day program, you know, for a couple days a week for those couple of years, when they transitioned and we had his waiver, they came out to the house and we were kind of reassessing. And one of the workers that had worked with him and at the provider, you know, mm-hmm. place came to the house and he was like, dancing around and smiling. And she said, I have never seen him smile. He's so smiley. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's been there for two years. This kid is a really sweet, smiley kid, but he was miserable. So, um, so yeah, we just had to get, I think, basic needs met before we could even think about, some type of employment, like how are we going to make it meaningful after that? And we're still like Elizabeth, we're still in that process. On that path. So, Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think, you know, we're talking about a lot of waivers
3: and providers and this kind of stuff. I did want to let our listeners know that if you, you know, if you are not hooked up with an agency, uh, if you don't understand a lot of this, that if for every state, there's going to be Um, an entity that is the portal to services. So in your state, just Google disability services for, you know, autism, you know, or if there's another disability and it should bring you up, bring something up for you. So like for here, it is considered the Department of Mental Health. In other other states, it might be the Department of Health and Senior Services Mm -hmm. and different things. So it's not going to be the same in every state. So make sure you Google in your state for your state. And then that kind of is the portal. And you look at getting a support coordinator, a caseworker to let you know about all these. So if you're kind of thinking, What well, how do we even find this stuff?
0: Right. That's so let's state for advice because I do I do want to say that a lot of parents that are on this path sometimes immediately reject, Oh, I don't want to get the state involved. No, I don't want the government involved. They really have a negative concept of that and I try and explain to some people like, no, that's that's not what it is. So that's a very, very good point. They should look into it for sure. And did we explain waiver? What that no, are we gonna we explain that? No,
2: we, but, but we're but gonna I, put that
0: on our website, Tara?
2: <laughs> I can put that on there if someone <laughs> yeah. will explain it
5: to
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say because we do not use a waiver I will say yeah, I with the either.
5: waiver. So this is the only thing that has come so you can't as a parent, I can't just outright pay a provider. Right, right. They take they go. It's Medicaid. It's, yeah, you have yes. to,
0: but that's what took two years. It you is. had to apply for it. Is right, that what took two years? Okay. Yeah,
5: so the application process, but there was a waiting list. That's so, right. Sorry, that you did say that. I apologize. Straight back to okay. the Department of Mental Health budget for the state that they approve. They have to fund it. Right. So if they approve, I'm just making this up, but if they approve sixty million, they've got to fund it for sixty million. Right. And if they don't, we've got people waiting for things like uh-huh. this that are in distress. Yes, for sure. Is that the is yeah. that so? The federal government
2: provides so much Medicaid funding, and then or Medicare, Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid funding, and then the state then adds on to whatever they want to add on to. So, it, like a couple of years ago, there wasn't enough funding. I remember this. Is that when you were applying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think the
5: cutting the funding had been cut. Right. Right. And there's only so many waiver spots. Each state only has a certain number of spots, if that makes sense. okay. So that's why there's a waiting list. Like, you can't just make new spots every time. It doesn't work that way. Wow. So um, the other thing that was interesting was, and I don't know if that's still the case. Elizabeth may know better than me, but uh, just in the (laughs) past couple of years we've been dealing with it, there's a number system, or there was... And the assessment, it was on the needs level. And I just kept getting told by all these people, you know, if you don't get a 12, you're going to be on the list forever. Oh, wow. So wow. you want a 12. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what a 12 means. Right. But it's a magic number, <laughs> you know. Um, hmm. And I thought if Zachary can't get a 12, like, I don't understand what we're going to do. <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah,
3: this is Elizabeth. don't yeah. you know, um I could explain a lot of that, but... But I think one of the points that that Heather really made me think of is when I, you know, when I talk to families and I'm working with families, it's as a family you want to you look at the positive and the growth. But when you're going through these application processes for a waiver or for other things to qualify, you need to really be honest with yourself and think, what is it really like? So I tell when they start asking questions, you know, do they do this? Do they do that? I'm like, okay, not on a good day when you're there, okay, to answer that question if as if you're not there, grandma from out of state is there, there's no favorite chicken nuggets, all the clothes that your child likes to wear, you know, adult child likes to wear are are dirty. Um, they're in a bad mood. Not, you know, not mm-hmm. the perfect day. Right. They're tired. You mm-hmm. want to think because they're not, they're not there to judge you. They're not judging your parenting skills. They want to be able to qualify you. They want you to be, go through this utilization review committee and get this 12. So make sure you're being brutally honest with yourself. Because I know with what, with my son, uh, Nathan, that has the most needs. I remember one of our first, um, just back when he was younger, one of our first evaluations, they said, well, does he point? And I said, yes, he just pointed this morning at an airplane. And I was so excited. He didn't point again for another two years. And he's 20 and he doesn't point now. But every time I had any meeting, any time we went to qualify, well, at least he points. At least he points. Uh, I was like, no, that was
2: a fluke.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So There's just so so much, isn't there? So there's so
2: much. I think you we want as parents to build that you know build those positive those, moments those positive moments up, and we always want to hang on to those. But when you're really doing a functional report, like we just did this for Zion for Social Security or uh, what is it SSI SSI, SSI. Yeah. not the disability. Um, we had to fill out the functional report, and I really brought it back down to like. If I wasn't here, what could he do? Correct. Yes. And actually, we did it together. Um, and I mean, because we really, he would really like to have SSI. I mean, he's he's. We've gone through different, you know, the appeal process and everything like that. And I'm like, well, maybe I just built it up too much the first time. I was like, I really need to like think of myself not being here, and um, and what supports he needs, like if I wasn't here, because right. I really do a lot for him. Right. Without knowing it. If even if Jason was there, you know, my husband, (laughs) it's a totally different, you know, storyline of what he can and cannot do or what he's just needs support support with. So I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah,
3: yeah. And in that way, I mean, and what you're doing is good because you're building on successes. You're helping him to be successful. But yes, acknowledging during that moment that, okay. Does, does he, not you necessarily, not him necessarily, but does your child brush their teeth independently? Well, yes, physically they can, but do you have to tell them and remind them? And then you're not sure if they actually did it. Did they swallow the toothpaste? Did they do all these other things? Yes. Maybe they can get that toothbrush to their mouth, but did they do every step independently? Mm -hmm. And did they remember to do it as
0: a 17 year old or a 14 year old would?
2: It wasn't just touching the tongue and
0: then bringing the toothbrush back out. Yeah. Yeah, And I heard that sometimes too. Like if I say like brushing the teeth, well, you know, typical kids have problems with that too. No, you don't understand. Like, (laughs) Are they in the bathroom standing right there with them? Like it's not the same. Like I I really got tired of that. Well, typical kids have problems with that too. No. Well, come to my house. You'll see.
3: And toothbrushing is one of my, that is the example they use with parents that are over supporting the picture of the parent brushing the teeth. I, I really, really dislike that because I'm, because to me, I want him to have good hygiene. And if I have to do that, rather than watching him six months, two years, three years later, being sedated, getting caps and getting all these things, you know, sometimes we have to
0: make certain choices
3: and that is just one of my.
0: Well, and hygiene uh, is part of the adult path that they need to navigate to. I know that's been an issue for some parents. So this is how so. their
5: hygiene is why we couldn't go to the workshop in our area. Not not the one, Mary, that you were talking about. But yes. we were told because we thought that might be an option as well. But he needed help toileting, mm. and um, they they said they, he could not come. So that was kind of, we explored, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you explore. Yeah, that's
0: not quite right. Sometimes
5: but. you get a lot of no's.
6: Yeah. Goodness so. gracious. Yeah. Anyone else want to jump in here? Our transition was a little bit different. Um, in seventh and eighth grade, Eric was he, we pulled him out of school because school was the living hell for him. And that's what he said it was living hell on earth in that building. Aww. So, from that point, for seventh and eighth grade, we unschooled and we hired some people to help us teach um, like science and math and then immersed him in volunteering. And he volunteered um, politically on a big, big campaign that he was really excited about. And then he uh, volunteered at the Wonders of Wildlife and volunteered at the zoo. And he has thousands and thousands of hours in at all those places. But um, So then we, we re-entered, though, back as a freshman. Because he felt like he probably needed to go back. He said, I think I need to go back. And so we did. And um, just muddled through the next four years. And then when we, we didn't, I didn't have a plan for him when he got out. I said, okay, the last year of his senior year, he was able to do a COE program at the zoo. So he got on there. And, and what's was, a COE? It was um, work credit for he'd go there for like the, the afternoon, get school credit to be there. Oh, OK. okay. And um, so that at that point, he actually was able to stay on in that position even when school was out. So we didn't think about worrying about a job at that point. And we did have VR come and, and do some st- things with him. And they took him to like a used bookstore and he couldn't stand the smell in there. He just says, I just can't do that kind of work, mom. But anyway, but he said I'm gonna stick with what I'm
1: doing, but um still stand, so stand the smell, the zoo, but, the <laughs> but not the bookstore.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. That is good dogs. That's true. Well
6: they were stinky and musty and stuff. I don't you know. Right. He does That's have funny. sensory stuff. Yeah. Yes. But um so elephant
2: we, poop is fine. Yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> but we did know he did want to go to school and we did um he went to OTC and he did get a two-year degree there. It took him about eight years. And he had a wonderful support system there through their disability office. Very good.
0: Yes, I remember you had a good experience. We there. Did. That's good. We
6: did. But then uh, but like like I said, when we got out of high school, I felt like I had rose-colored glasses on. I felt like, oh, we've arrived. Now the road's just gonna be smooth. And then all of a sudden the bumps and the curves started happening and we're just all over the place again. I'm like thinking, oh, right. we're never gonna arrive, you know, really. You think right. you're going to, you're going to level we out. We will never arrive. We will <laughs> never
2: arrive. That's how we're going to end
5: every podcast. We will never arrive. That's a positive note. Sorry.
1: <laughs> the destination. Yes. Well, you do. Like, we
5: continue to navigate. I yes. Think
3: yes. That's yeah.
1: It's
2: yes. ongoing process. <laughs> ongoing yeah. navigation.
0: That's right. 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 Well, yes. that's good. And I think it's easy to remember, or not easy to remember, but typical to remember that all of our kids kind of would ebb and flow. Like every eight, you know, eight weeks, like something new, or a few months, something else would come up. They'd be good for a while, then they'd. I forgot the technical term for that, but they just call it cycling, don't they? Cycling. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, they'd cycle once you think you've got something mm-hmm. mastered, then something else would. <laughs> oh my gosh! Come that's up,
2: every but. day. Yeah, <laughs> that is every day. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, th- and then that is
2: true. You know, uh, this is Tara, by the way. Zion, n- Zion uh, never wants to try anything. Twice. Oh. So I don't know if that's common with other kids like, on the spectrum. Like anything? um, Like if he tries, okay, so like even going through voc rehab another time, he was like, well, I've already tried that, you know? Oh. So it was very difficult to get him.
0: It's like a coping skill. You yeah. To kind of teach him yeah. that that's not always the way.
2: Yeah. I just have learned to rephrase everything. <laughs> right. It's all about how you phrase yes. it. Yes. yeah so, yeah, that's true. You rephrase it and say, okay, this is, you just make everything unique. <laughs> if you make everything unique, then they right. are trying it always for the first time.
0: Right. That's true. So he's
2: always, he's always willing to try something for the first time. So that's one that's good. great yeah. thing. So, but yeah, our transition, I I, I don't want to break in. Let's, let, let I'll finish. just finish
6: it real quick. And he, um he did. He never really dated any time, but he did go online and do some online dating. How and, old like, is he
0: now, though? He's 29.
6: Okay, that's right. And like they go to the bowling alley and meet, yeah. or they go to a um, movie and meet, and just, but never anything from that point, just if it always ended. But he did meet a gal online and they connected and they were really had a lot in common and they ended up getting married. So he's gotten married at 29. Was she on the spectrum? No. Mm-mm. And I don't think he didn't tell her for a long time so i mean i don't know she might have known but you don't
0: really talk about that yeah mm-hmm. it hasn't been brought up no okay
6: Mm-mm. now did he, was it his idea to go online to yes play? yes because okay. i didn't i didn't think i was i didn't really think approved yeah. of it but right but right. he didn't have any where it well where else would meet anybody so yeah that was good like, that i'm was not like sure a, my son
0: is even aware of that like, yeah he, you know what i mean i didn't i think all of us are different
6: levels levels and, and i yeah Think well, because he was, like, seeing stuff about Tinder and all these other sites people could go on and do online dating, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know where he got it, though. But
2: Well, I think that's where everybody beats everybody now. I mean, it's it? it's a totally different world now. I think but we might
5: just be old. Yeah, I think we're just old. True. Yeah. True.
2: <laughs> yeah, everybody. I mean, everyone of my – well, I shouldn't say everyone because Hannah's going to be listening to this <laughs> later. But Hannah, I mean, most of her – boyfriends have come from Tinder. And actually Zion um, has been on Tinder, but he, he complains every month that it's like $29 a month. He was like, well, I have all these people that have swiped right or whatever the terminology is, but I can't look at them because I don't have the membership. (laughs) 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 So it's really funny. But so uh, I think it was last month he did some extra work for Jason and he got the Tinder membership for a month. And then <laughs> that was great. That's sweet. But yeah. I think everybody meets online
0: now. Interesting. Kara, you want to jump in there?
2: Sure.
4: Sure. You know, I, you know, there's seven of us moms here and each one of them, our paths are so different and, um, getting to Kelsey, she in high school, you know, I was, you know, my husband and I, Roger, you know, we kind of, we looked at her and we're like, where is she going to be? You know, at the end of high school, what, what can she do? Yeah. You know, how far can she go? I mean, we didn't
0: know. What's next?
4: Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know. And, you know, we were lucky to get her graduated because her senior year, (laughs) (laughs) I was on her, you know, you got to (laughs) get this paper in, you got to do this, you got to graduate. I mean, it even got to a point that we were like, Cause she was getting lazy and it got to a point that, you know, we didn't get senior pictures taken. I used that. I was like, okay, I'm not getting senior pictures taken because I don't know if you're going to graduate girl. She did. She did graduate. Was she um, in person? Was
2: mm-hmm. she in person or homebound? Or? Yeah. She okay. was in person.
4: Yeah. All the way through high school. Yeah. Um, she did have the IEP all the way until she graduated. Um, she wanted to go to school. In um, in the transition, when they brought broke rehab in, you know, we had that form and it was filled out every time, but um, she had a job, a part-time job at Price Cutter and she had all intentions of going to school, going to college. And I'm like, oh, we're not having a good time in high school. How is college going to be? And I'm not going to be over her all the time, making sure that she's going to be getting these, you know, assignments in. And I'm like, but who am I to say she can't? Mm -hmm. You know, I've got to at least let her try. So um, transition, whenever it came in, when they really started working on it, the January before her graduating, you know, the team goes, oh, well, she already has a part-time job. You know, we don't don't need to do anything there. And she wants to go to school. You know, we're working on some college credits here, you know, and I'm like, okay. So not much was done. Uh, She did go to MSU um, for one semester. Uh, she had four classes. She flunked three of them and passed one. She did live in a dorm by herself. We did pay to have her, um, with her own dorm so that she could turn around and just get away and have her own quiet time. At that point, um, you know, we had told her at the very beginning that if you fail one class, you're done. We're, we're done. We're done. We'll pay for your living expenses, but if you Fell one class and she had to pay. She had to actually get a student loan for her classes. We made her because we felt we wanted her to have that ownership. Mm -hmm. You know, if she's paying for it, then she, you know, if she fails it, that's money out of her own pocket. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of that semester, she failed three classes and we're like, okay, you're done. You're done. And so we moved her back home. We're like, Now what do we do? What mm-hmm. do we do now? You mm-hmm. know, college didn't work. You know, she wanted to be a doctor. Well, that's not going to work. She didn't even, you know, get through one semester. Yeah. So we um, started looking, okay, now she needs to be independent. Now we need to get a job. She needs to start working on um, being independent and supporting herself. So that's when we really started getting in with voc rehab and finding a job. She went through a couple jobs there. Um, She did go ahead and start taking OTC classes. She did some online classes. Um, We did move her out. We ended up one Christmas morning. She, um, I'm like, okay, we can build a barn out back and put an apartment in there. But she didn't drive because of her cerebral palsy, her physical ability. And we're like, okay, we could do the barn, but then how independent is she going to be? She's not going to be very independent. You know, we're going to have to be driving her to work and back and forth and everything. And we lived out in the country, not close to public transportation. So one Christmas morning, I'm here looking on Craigslist and looking, and there was a little place for sale. It was a little mobile home. And where the mobile home was at, it had a Walmart right in front, had all of these different um, fast food places, plus it had bus stops. And so Raj got up really early. It was before of course, Kelsey woke up and I was like, Roger, let's go drive and look at this. Come on, let's go. She won't be up yet. So we jumped in the car Christmas morning and went and drove <laughs> at the little mobile home. That was first down. We're like, oh, what a good Christmas gift, you know? <laughs> so um, we're like, okay. Then we really started planning. Okay, this won't be a huge expense. You know, It was like $15,000 for the mobile home and we could furnish it cheaply, garage sales. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we could... Um, do this cheaply to see if she could live out on her own.
0: And it was in a good area, mm-hmm. And it By was the in way, a good too, area that know. she could
4: walk to the bus stop. So we, that one sold. We found another one and we ended up moving it back to that one specific mobile home park. And um, we moved her in. She didn't want to move out. She was kind of scared. Kind of funny story. We ended up, uh, you know, we had worked really hard rehabbing this mobile home. And we moved her out the next day. We left and went to Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bye, Kelsey. No, just kidding. We, my mom, all of my friends had out their phone You need a vacation. Yes, yes. Every, everybody, you know, she had everybody's numbers. And she ended up living out there in the mobile home for, um, I think it was four years. But you know, that first month, well, actually, the first month she called us a lot. But uh, you know, the first year she would call us quite a bit, you know. But it was a really good learning experience for her. You know, she had to kind of learn on her own along with our guidance on how to do this. So we kind of forced her into it. And that was a good thing for her. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, where would we be today? And today she's completely on her own. She pays all of her own bills, she's got a little duplex that she has. And, um, she is doing great, doing great, but it has been,
0: you helped her find the duplex though. I mean, there's always, right. Yes. Yeah. It's
4: been ongoing. You know, she, her boyfriend, she's had a couple boyfriends and her boyfriend broke up with her and she moved in with us for about a month. And then we found this little duplex for her and she moved in and we yeah. helped
2: her move in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's never ending.
2: Every time we go by that mobile <laughs> little park. Mm-hmm. And way before It's we, still there. The mobile home is still there. Well, I remember you guys spend that deck in or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time we go by that mobile home park, before we got a transition plan for Zion, I would tell Zion, I was like, Kelsey lived in that mobile home park all by yeah. herself after high school. I was like, you can probably live on your own at some point too. I was mm-hmm. starting to think right. that seed yeah. in his right. brain yeah. years ago. Because yeah. I remember coming to that mobile home when mm-hmm. you were guys moving, moving her in. And I was like, Oh, I, it was like a dream for me. I was like, I mean, I love my son, but I want him to be independent. Yeah. What do we want for that's
4: our good. kids? We that's want good. them to be as independent as possible and happy.
0: Yeah. Right. Plus it boosts their self-esteem, you know, even forcing her out or with my son or who, you know, it does boost their self-esteem a bit to know that they're mm-hmm. thriving on their own. And right. mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of challenges, well, but it.
4: you know, when you look back in high school, did I know she would be this independent? No, I didn't. I didn't have a clue. Right. Did I want her to? Most definitely. But you know, again, each one of our kids are so different. Yeah. And and how they respond and what they can take. Yeah. Right. You
3: know, and right. and you had a point, you know, independence, because even when we're, you know, we're talking
4: like with, with someone we
3: have my and Heather's children, you know, independence still is. Yes. The key. So Nathan won't ever live on his own and, and not anything like that. But when he's in his room, what does he tell me? The door. That way. <laughs> yeah. He right. at 20 wants his independence. Yes. He doesn't want me. Hovering. I believe that. So yeah, if we come in or he's, you know, hanging out, we go to check on him. Yeah. The door. Mm-hmm. That right. way.
4: Right. Five more oh. minutes.
3: That way. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So it's still that core of, of independence is just, yeah, it's just going to look different. For our families, but it's there. It's deep rooted. When they get to certain age, right? What do, it just looks different in different situations. Does right? he do it with a smile? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yeah. yeah, he gets that little look. But other times, he's just plain serious,
0: right? <laughs> and I think it's an important part that all of us mentioned that family is such a a big support for us. That you know, your would you say your father in law or your oh, dad, my dad? Your yeah. dad drove yep. back and forth, and right now my in laws help take my son back and forth to work. Um, you know, my husband, myself, we do have a transportation program that Kara and I kind of started and SWI's taken it over. So we have someone there that takes them once a week. Um, How did we start
4: that? Should we kind of, you know, I is think that that's another, another topic. That's another topic. Yeah. Yeah. Transportation
0: is a whole nother topic. Well, but
4: and, Well, and what I'm trying to say is, You know, us as parents during our transition into adulthood, our transition into high school, we know what our kids want and when there's not or what they need. Mm -hmm. And when it's not there, we're going to create it or we're going to turn around. We're going to turn around and try to create it and meet with the people that will make those decisions for the funding to make it happen.
0: Right. And tell your story. I think that helped tell our story a little bit to, to Jan, I think, like what we're it's just not easy. And I, there again, I hear also sometimes, well, you know, typical kids have problems with, no, they don't. No, they, they don't have as many problems as if if they can drive and they can get there. They have friends they can call. They, you know, it, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, there's days I, I'm like, Oh, I gotta go pick them up again. Yeah. <laughs> but and everyone's problems are different, but it, it, you know, I am a taxi driver. I mean, there's just no mm-hmm. question about it. And it's, I'm happy to help him, but listen, it stresses me out some days. It's just, mm-hmm. this is my life and I'm happy to do it, but. There's a trade-off. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a trade-off. And so are all. your trade-off is your time. Yeah. yeah your, your time. Right. And, and my husband and I know that. And I think at my age now at 60, I mean, we've been planning it like you did, like have a plan for when we're not here. That's another path we have to think about as we navigate the, them getting older. Um, what's that life going to look like for them? When we're not around, in fact, I've caught myself telling him now, now remember when I'm not around, this is the new thing that comes out of my mouth all the time because I'm getting older. Mom, quit yeah. saying that. I, I don't <laughs> want to think about that. Yeah. I said, well, you know, we have to, though, you know, because I'm not going to be here one of these days because I need to prepare him. Like, yeah, as right. we all know, we have to prepare our kids mm-hmm. for yeah, a lot brutal. of silly things, you know, but um, that's just part of the path as yeah. they're getting older. I we think, should so. have
2: a, a topic on self-care. As well, yes. we need to write that down because, yes, we. I mean, I have some terminology that I use, like being sucked dry. I say that a lot. <laughs> I'm being sucked dry, <laughs> right. but um, but it's not that bad. I mean, I I love my family. I love what we do for them and everything like that. But there's there's some um, self care tips that definitely need to be taken. Into consideration when you have a, a child on the spectrum or even, you know, any type of special needs. Right. And it's like you, um, you know, their care comes first a lot of times. And, oh, for sure. And especially us moms. Um, because in a lot of cases, one or the other has to make the money to support right. <laughs> whatever you're doing. Especially us advocates. Because some moms can't be the advocate that we have. Right been in the last, in in the years that our kids have been, um, needing our help because, I mean, and I don't think that other moms should feel guilty about that either. Right. Because some people just cannot, you know, they're single moms, there's other things going on. Um, but anyways, I think that, that sometimes you just need to, you do need to just go into a room and just either scream or have a glass (laughs) of wine or you just, you just have to think. Okay, I got through this before, right? What did I do then? I'm going to get through it again, and we're right. going to, you know, and that's what's great about having friends, yeah, and, and that's all true. of us mm-hmm. in the support system, yeah, so. to
0: support each other, but yeah, and listen to each other, yeah. And Listen, I have one child. I can't imagine, like you know, having, and yeah. I think all of us kind of have. Elizabeth, you don't you? A that's lot why. of us have one child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, right. Yeah, you know, Don yeah. has. Tara doesn't, Elizabeth has, and Dawn, Dawn. Has, yeah, three of us yeah. have more than one child, but the rest of us have one child.
2: Well, and that's another topic is it putting is. so much, is putting a lot of uh, pressure on the siblings. Mm-hmm. So right. that's another, uh, I, I just a little bit very shortly, cause I know we're, we've gonna run, wrap it up we've here, run yeah. long, but um, we did buy a house for the, for hopes, um, well, first of all, for Hannah to go to school at MSU, but also has a basement apartment. And I mean, this is putting a lot of pressure on Hannah, but at some point we want Zion to move completely into that house. He stays maybe once or twice a week. Oh, that's um, good. So um, but he can drive and and he's able to go there when he when he gets tired of all of us and or if there's crying children at our house or we have any type of guest or anything like that, he, he's like, I'm new, I'm gone. <laughs> does he want, that's does he want to
4: be out on his own?
2: Well, I think that if he had a support system, like a friendship support system, I think he would love living away from us. But right now I'm his best friend. Mm-hmm. So that's very hard. Um, right. So, um, if Hannah, if Hannah's there, his, his 21 year old sister, He loves to be there because she's his other best friend. Um, But what's, what's turned out so well is that Hannah always has people at her house. So he's meeting people and he's making friends and she's having barbecues and. Yeah. He's immersed in another. Yeah. Hopefully not exposing him to anything that (laughs) underage (laughs) drinking or anything like that. But, but I think it's, it's been really good. He's come back and said, um, He's come back and said, oh, I met a bunch of people and I think I did really good. Oh, they all wow. laughed at my jokes and they, you know, did this and this. And it, it was just, it's just been really a good experience for him. And he can take his dog with them and has a doggy door and everything like oh, that. And then, good. you know, the reason we bought it was mostly for Hannah. But it's also at some point when he starts becoming independent and making an income, he will then have to pay rent. So right. it will... You know, it's just small
0: steps. Right, so. right, right. So, yeah. Well, I think we just touched on transition a little bit. Um, more to come later on different topics of transition, but we just thought we'd kind of what dip our toe into it a little bit and where we all are on our path of adulthood with our kids. So thank you for listening. And Tara, I'm going to shoot it over to you where people can find information about this podcast.
2: Yeah, we... Uh,
0: on our website, correct?
2: Yep, we have a website. Yes, it's called a website. Yes. <laughs> if thank you, tried, you. I tried <laughs> to find my wording last week. Um, uh, our website is navigatingadultautism.com. We have a Facebook under the same name. And at some point, we will get our email set up and it will probably be the same thing. And I'll tell you that next time.
0: Okay. That would be great. Hey, thank you for listening.
2: Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.